0: Pleasure to welcome Ian Stevenson, who is the CEO of Comsol, to What's Next and to a bit of perspective about what we're going to be talking about, because it is something that I've been following very closely over the last few years. And, uh, and, and, and you know, the reality is that the, the South African market and the South African connectivity market seems to be very fragmented right now and misunderstood by many now take for for example the concept of wireless right we all hear of these wireless technologies and we've got so many different wireless technologies that are classified as wireless there's there's wi-fi there is mobile lte there's there's 5g there's fixed lte there's you know and, and 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 the list goes on and on and let's not forget about fixed wireless access which is fwa licensed and unlicensed and satellite of course now how does one even start or begin to choose a service or a package if there is such an intense complexity in terms of products going around there? And never mind the price wars that are happening out there as well, because the price wars are a rea- reality amongst all the fiber providers, with a lot of the quality being exposed through their land grabs and more frequently and recently... We've seen load shedding impacting all of these services and and this is what we're encountering right now. So how does one choose a service or a package? Is it purely based on price or is it based on the quality of service that is delivered? Now the SAFNO market has been on a race to the bottom for many years now and the effects of which many are experiencing with mass outages. Uh, and this is happening daily. I know from my aspect in fiber and wireless connectivity, it's, there's no consistency. FNOs are compromising quality to reach price points that are commercially unfeasible and have obviously forgotten that stable, always-on connectivity today is an essential critical service. Now, it's in, within this space and context that ComSol, console, it is within this space and context that ComSol, can assist businesses with critical connectivity requirements where fiber-like speeds are available and that performance that you're looking for that you want and you require is available and where businesses need to stay connected even in the darkest of blackouts over longer periods and they are able to trade. So it's all about stability. So Ian, it's great to have you with us and thank you for joining us and I think that's a, a really good description of the market that we find ourselves in but the big question is how is Comsol able to keep connectivity alive where others are struggling? Surely, Comsol deals with the same issues as I've discussed as everyone
1: else. Yeah, thank you, Aki. Yeah, great to be on your show. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we do have this, uh, similar issues, but it's how we address them, it's how we deployed our infrastructure that effectively uh, means what what the end user eventually gets. So, for instance, um, yes, we rely on fiber backhaul for uh, the connectivity of our base stations. And yes, we rely on uh, ESCOM power for our our base stations in order to power to uh, radiate and and connect users within coverage. Now, the first thing is we're completely agnostic. We're not reliant on one fiber provider. We have around four or five on our books. And every single base station is backhauled via two different fiber providers and in addition we'll do our own backhaul to another base station as the uh, as a third at, attempt at uh, building redundancy into the network so if a fiber network provider back, backhaul has failed um, generally we've got redundancy built in so that's the first point is is the full redundancy the second point is power yeah what we've done is we um, we deployed when we built our network we focused heavily on power And what we did was um, lithium-ion battery uh, redundancy, um, well over two days uh, of autonomy on power. And we deployed small form factor base stations. So we we don't rely – the MNOs all deployed uh, require cooling. So that's a big power drain, number one. Uh, Our core infrastructure that we deployed does not require cooling, and it's all DC-based. So as a result, we've got a very, very small form factor tower base station enclosure. And what that means is you know, we're able to stay up over load shedding. So if we've got the backhaul and we've got the power, it means effectively the user uh, is able to stay connected. And as long as they've got redundant power, it means their network's live. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, our, our connectivity is focused exclusively on enterprise, uh, on the enterprise market, So that's businesses. Um, And and what we're seeing in that space is um, organizations, everything's becoming cloud-centric. So uh, organizations are reliant on the cloud. And as a result of that, there's a a requirement for dual mediums. So um, uh, if we're able to keep uh, uh, the connectivity live uh, and uh, and they're getting the performance as if uh, it's equivalent to what people are used to, um, yes. As in fibre connectivity. I mean, people just associate speeds. Uh, yes, it's like when you, uh, I mean, the analogy is, uh, uh, you, you, if you want to vacuum clean, you call it a Hoover. I mean, it's the, the analogy yeah. is you most set the brand Hoover with vacuum cleaning, um, uh, and uh, the same thing goes with speed. People people have associated uh, reliable, stable uh, comms with fibre, and it's just I've got fibre, an, and everybody's happy. But it's not necessarily that's not the and,
0: uh, the sole provider of stable connectivity. That's such a great analogy you used there about the Hoover. <laughs> we still use it. Absolutely, <laughs> people say, you know, I've got high-speed connectivity, I've got fiber. Not necessarily yeah. the case. But, yeah. you know, if you look at a fixed wireless solution, it clearly sounds like an alternative connectivity solution in times like these. Um, uh, uh, the redundancy that you spoke about. But there has been a question about the reliability of fixed wireless connectivity in the past. How does it compare uh, to something like fiber, for example, which you just spoke about?
1: Yeah, I think the, the big issue here is it's also another misconception. This is, this is the problem. Um, um, generally in the past, historically, I'm going to go back you know, a decade plus, is there were a lot of unlicensed uh, uh, networks deployed. So that's where uh, you know, people don't have licenses so you're effectively using the Wi-Fi bands and everybody's uh, and a whole series of providers ISPs would build a network and what happens is uh, these networks would interfere with each other so what was happening is yeah, people were getting very unstable low capacity uh, connectivity um, yes. as a result of deployment on unlicensed uh, networks, and, and that's the problem. You know, FWA is a very, very broad term. Yes, it's fixed wireless access. Fixed, it's it's, the, it's it's deployed at a specific point, so it's not mobile. Wireless, yes, it's wireless. But wireless, under the wireless banner, there's a whole host of different uh, uh, mediums, um, as in as in frequency mediums. So you've got the unlicensed bands, but you've also got the, the licensed bands. And even within the licensed bands, there's big differentials. You've got bands which are time division duplex, which are half duplex. And another analogy here is it's like um, a, it's a double lane road uh, coming up to a single lane bridge and then a double lane road. That's half duplex. So you have to wait for each car to pass the bridge before you can move on. That's half duplex, time division duplex. And then you've got bands which are frequency division duplex, which means it's a double lane bridge, double lane road, double lane bridge. And and the traffic moves, so you've got a lot less latency now. The bands that we deploy are all frequency division duplex. It means it's full duplex. It's a channel, uh, a channel of frequency to deliver, a channel of frequency to receive. So you've got these. So it's equivalent to fibre optics. You've got two two pairs of fibre. You've got to transmit and you've got to receive. We do the same over frequency and it's license band so what that means is we pay a license to cost so on an annual basis and we nobody is able to broadcast in that same band so it means we've got we can engineer that we've got absolutely we got no interference and we can guarantee from the base station to the end user we can guarantee that they've got uh, uh, connectivity so so that means you've got an equivalence so in an unlicensed environment or an LTE environment, you effectively are TDD, you're half duplex. So you, you, know, you potentially sometimes don't get the performance and you get contention in the networks. But in our delivery, you don't. Now, Ian, you've explained that so well because as a former traffic guy
0: and understanding congestion, uh, you've made it a lot more clearer as opposed to how data moves, you know. And when there's congestion, there's problems. And when you're in an enterprise space, you cannot afford to have that kind of congestion. You need it, you need the data to be flowing smoothly. Now, you've touched a lot on the licensed spectrum and the unlicensed spectrum alternatives. How, how is licensed spectrum? Better than the unlicensed alternative,ly alternative which uh, are generally cheaper. I mean, let's be honest: the unlicensed ones are cheaper. But I guess you pay for what you get.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, okay. So you do you do pay for what you get. Number one is um, uh, the main thing is you've got no interference, so you can guarantee you can guarantee the connectivity. But. In a standards environment, so we see, we've seen the advent of 5G now, and, yes. um, and we've seen we, we live through 4G, and we're moving into the 5G world now. And what we are seeing is we are seeing that the cost per, per device is coming down. So the perception that unlicensed is cheaper is not necessarily the fact that okay. the CPU is now. Is actually getting to the point of yeah you know, when you're getting uh, in a fixed wireless access environment when you start getting below 100 US dollars for a CPE subscriber unit so the device that sits at the premises yeah you know, you're starting you're starting to get into the world of where, where the connectivity is yeah you know, we're going to be able to service South Africa mm. it is super unpenetrated. Now, there's, there's a whole mixed uh, perception uh, about connectivity. People think that we are completely connected. Yeah, there's, uh, there's many, many households that are, 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 are not connected. Yeah, the fiber network operators, uh, specifically for FTTH, with connectivity to the home, have gone after the cream of the crop, effectively, and they've gone for the higher ARPU markets. So that's all been serviced. But what about the, the lower LSM markets? And you know, when you need to get to price points below, you know, you're starting to see the guys starting to service that sub 200 rand op um, uh, market. Now, the only way we're going to be able to, the only way that's going to be feasible, is uh, when the CPE prices are get, get to a point of where they are well below 100 US dollars. And we're seeing that now is we're below the 100 US dollar mark, and potentially we're going to be at the point of where it's sub 50, sub 40 US dollars. Yeah. So, in the license space, it doesn't necessarily mean it's actually more expensive. It actually is cheaper because it's a mass-produced market worldwide. Ah, okay. Supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So you've got millions of these devices being manufactured. And as a result, we get the benefit of a cheaper device. Okay, now that
0: makes perfect sense. You've explained that really well. Now, now ComSol has been suggesting that in a cloud-centric and digitalization era, enterprises need to consider having... A connective strategy. Now, why is this? Could you explain that
1: to us? Yeah, I mean, every single application within organisation is is now uh, in the cloud. If you're not, if you if you haven't got a, um, a a cloud strategy in your business, I think you're behind the times. I mean, uh, we're, everything that we're mm. doing now is cloud. I mean, exactly what we're yeah, here. I am speaking to you through um, uh, Riverside, which is a cloud-based app. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not on my device. Um, so yeah, you'll have the ERP, you'll have the payment platforms, you'll have everything within organisation in the cloud. Now, if you've got one point of failure in your network, if your whatever you're connecting to the cloud from wherever mm. you are fails, uh, your business stops. And we we see that through load shedding. How many times have you been out through load shedding and you and you pop in to get a coffee at uh, Seattle and? Uh, and the LTE is down and uh, you can't pay for the coffee, you have to pay cash. You have, can't use your card because the card machines are all uh, down, um, because the networks are down. So I mean, that, that is the main reason. I mean, it's, it's about the full cloud strategy. It means you know, we've gone through COVID um, people have looked at uh, remote working and in order to operate an organisation, if you've got an element of a remote a virtualization of your workforce, uh, you're saving, uh, you, you, you're saving uh, costs on, on facilities. Yeah, you need you need reliable connectivity, and uh, and it's it's all about that, uh, that strategy. And and connectivity goes hand in hand with with your cloud strategy.
0: Absolutely fascinating, Ian, and I think that you've really highlighted the importance. You know, everybody talks about redundancy, and yeah, we've got redundancy, but what kind of redundancy have you got? That's what you need to question. And if if, if one element of your connectivity goes down, is your your your, your redundancy going to suffice? And and how reliable is that redundancy? And uh, it's important to look at it to make sure, especially if you're in the enterprise space, that you really have the right connectivity solutions to be able to allow your business to continue as usual Ian Stevenson the CEO at ComSol thank you so much for highlighting this um, very important conversation because this is something that uh, happens to me as you were talking about you know buying a simple coffee being in a a well-known chain and not being able to transact just because the connectivity wasn't there how critical it is to make sure that you have the right connectivity solutions in place in your enterprise thank you for joining us Ian Thank you, Aki.